Apollo Creed meets the Italian Stallion. <laughs> Sounds like a damn monster movie. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Does It Hold Up podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Emily. And today we are talking about Rocky from 1976. And this podcast is going to float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, because we are the greatest. But we're not Muhammad Ali. I mean, I don't know. He's just a famous boxer. It's a boxing movie. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, okay, so is this the first time you're seeing this movie? Yes. Yeah. Well, the first time seeing it all the way through, you know, uh, growing up, it's really hard to avoid clips from this movie. Why would you want to avoid clips from this movie? This I never, fantastic. I never actively avoided clips of this movie. It's just when you haven't seen the movie, seeing clips of the movie isn't always a great thing. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I think I saw this movie for the first time when I was like seven or eight. Uh, I don't really remember. It came out ten years before I was born, so I just caught it at some point. I'm sure it was on TV, and I sat and I watched it, and I loved it. No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. Seven and eight year old me was like, hey. Where's the boxing? I want to see somebody punch somebody. And then as I got older and I watched it again, I was like, oh, okay. I kind of get it. And then as I got older again, I was like, oh, okay. This isn't a boxing movie. Even though it's one of the greatest sports movies of all time, one of the greatest boxing movies of all time, if not the greatest, it's not actually a boxing movie. It's not about the boxing. It's about the character of Rocky. And once I understood that, I was like, oh, damn, this movie's fantastic. What'd you think? What's your initial impression here? I think I agree with your eight-year-old self. Where's the boxing in my boxing movie? I, yeah, I haven't gotten to the point that you have of realizing the probable greatness of this movie because I'm expecting a boxing movie. And that's where I might get tripped up in reviewing this movie i think this movie's a lot like alcohol it just you got to develop the taste for it that first taste is like oh god oh no and then you're like oh wait hold on that second sip wasn't so bad eh, third sip was okay well that fourth sip was pretty good just gonna continue drinking this see that's when you just mix it with something super sweet and you don't taste it at all and that way it's perfect from the get-go yes and when you do that you get a movie like creed where there's a ton of boxing in it but you lose some of the character work just saying that's fair you like creed better than this movie uh i personally do of and course you do that's probably because there was more boxing in the boxing movie that's because creed is an actual boxing movie yeah Boxing is the drive in Creed. It is what Creed is all about. Rocky's not about that. And we'll get into it when we talk about the movie, but Rocky is such a character study of Rocky himself, where it's just like, who's this man? Why do I care about this man? And by the end of this movie, will I care about this man? And then we find out. So this movie came out in 1976, and this would have been a young Mr. Ebert, or The Raj, and I'm curious to hear what he had to say about it. Well, he uh, predictably gave it a four star, because everyone seems to love this movie. And the quote I grabbed from him is, 
It's story about a punk club fighter from the back streets of Philly who gets a crack at the world championship has been told a hundred times before. A description of it would seem like a cliche from beginning to end, but Rocky isn't about a story. It's about a hero. So I probably should have read this before watching the movie. <laughs> I am nodding profusely over here. It is, he is correct. This isn't a movie about a boxer. This yeah. is a movie about a Philadelphia hero. The underdog. The guy who makes you believe. Superman made you believe people could fly. Rocky made you believe people could be heroes. Yeah. yeah That's heroes. what I said. I said it. Um, <laughs> so what he, he gave it four stars, right? Yeah. Perfect movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I don't agree with that slightly. I think it's more like a three and a half. Yeah. I think it does have some issues that we're going to get into, but he's that quote that you pulled is probably a very accurate quote that, like you said, should have read beforehand, and a lot of people should know going into this movie because yes. that's, it's not a boxing movie. Don't expect it to be. I honestly think had I gone into it knowing that it wasn't actually a boxing movie and that it was more of a character study, I might have enjoyed it more. Okay. But unfortunately, everyone has built it up as this greatest boxing movie of all time. And I was disappointed. <laughs> See, for me, it's not the greatest boxing movie of all time, but Rocky is definitely the greatest boxing franchise of all time. Okay. Rocky itself, though. Rocky itself. Modern critics. What so, do they say? The uh, Rotten Tomato critic score, with only 70 reviews this time, has it at a 91%. Okay. It's, it's pretty high. They it's, Critics yeah. love this movie. Uh, it's a masterclass in filmmaking and how to tell a story on a minute budget. However, the audience. Wait, 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 wait. Let me guess. 62. Close. Uh, with 250,000 plus reviews, as most of our older movies are with audiences, it's at a 69%. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. It's not great either. No, Knowing but... that the critics are at 91 and the audience is at 69, this is obviously more of a movie for critics than I the general public. disagree. I think the general public might... You actually probably, when we go through this podcast, you are the reason why it's only a 69%. Not that that's a yeah. bad thing. It's the idea that people watching it nowadays think it's one sort of movie, and when that's not what they get... Well, obviously, you got to tank that rating yeah. because it's not what you wanted. It's not what I was sold. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. So I think all the hype and everything over the years is probably the reason why it's at a 69%, and it's not that yeah. surprising to me. We, we need to expose the truth about this movie. It's that it's amazing. Okay. Let's see. Did it get views when it first came out? Yeah. Is that 69% representative of what people actually thought of the movie in 1976. Well, when this movie came out, December 3rd, 1976, it went on, first of all, it had a budget of $1.1 million. In fact, the studio only gave it a million dollars and they went over by 100,000. The producer and the director mortgaged their houses to Oof. get that final 100,000 so that they could finish the movie because the studio refused to give them any more because they thought it was going to be a flop. How wrong they were. This movie domestically would go on to make $117,235,147. Oh, 
Wow. That's a massive, massive amount. It's 117 times its budget. Not only that, it added another 100 million plus in international as well for a total of over $225 million on a $1 million budget. (laughs) Now, this is including most likely some of the re-releases that it's had, special engagements, things like that. But the bulk of this most likely came from 1976 itself. Adjusted for inflation. Now, 1976, do you want to take a guess at how much movie tickets cost back then? Four dollars. Oh, come on. Four dollars was in 1992. We just talked about that. No, in 1976, it was two dollars and 13 cents. Wow. Oh, how I'd love to live then. Adjusted for inflation, this movie is over 504 million dollars. Dang. Dang is right. It puts it, if we're talking about the 2022 box office, movies that came out in 2022, it puts it in third place. Top Gun is first. Avatar Way of the Water is second. This is third. It squeezes in between Avatar and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That just screams success. So even though the audience is like, hey, it's only a 69%, does not matter. Everybody went and saw it anyway, multiple times. They're saying that now. They might have agreed with Ebert back then. Yeah, I well, the numbers prove that they did. Or it was just such a monumental thing that it had to be seen. So, yeah. What do you think? You that's... think that's right? Do you think that movie should make $500 million in 2022? No. <laughs> <laughs> the Creed movies didn't make that much. No. I don't think the world is at a time where that movie would make that kind of money. I just... That's fair. I... I Probably not cause... the way it was portrayed. Okay. If it... If it let on that it was a character study it might do well but i still don't think the world is where it needs to be for that movie to thrive as well as it did at least that's fair Uh, i don't disagree with that i think if this movie was made in 2022 it definitely doesn't make 500 million but i think it does pretty well in fact i think it would do just as well with critics as it did back in 1976, because I think it would match this. This movie was nominated for 10 Oscars, 10 Academy Award categories, and it won three of them. What three? It was nominated for Best Actor, Sylvester Stallone, Best Actress in Talia Shire, Best Supporting Actor in Burt Young, and best supporting actor in Burgess Meredith. I will talk. We'll, I'll tell you who those people are. Uh, best writing, best sound, best musical score. Those I disagree just, with so many of those. Those were the ones it was nominated for. Here's the three that it won. Mm-hmm. It won best editing, best director, and best picture. Wow. This won best picture at the Academy Awards for 1976. In 2022, I believe if this movie came out, it might not garner thir- or 10 nominations, but I do think it gets nominated for quite a few. Which ones do you disagree with? Uh, specifically, like, sound. Some of those punches sound just ridiculous. 
1976. Ridiculous. 1976. Yes, the punches sound better now, but one, sound in general is better now. And they've adapted more ways of how to create those sounds. You got to look at it when it came out. It sounds mm-hmm. still good. Don't no. We're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. We're gonna have a boxing match by the end of this. I guarantee <laughs> it. I guarantee uh, it. Uh, the point of this podcast is looking at it as if it were made today. That would not fly if it were made today. Just but saying. But it would be updated. You be quiet over there. <laughs> <All right>. So <laughs> Sylvester Stallone starred in and wrote rocky Mm -hmm. he is only the second person ever in the history of the academy awards to be nominated for best actor and best writer for the same picture and sole writing credit the other person charlie chaplin who should have yeah i love his stuff sure (laughs) right yeah sylvester stallone this is and, okay, a little backstory here, too. Mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone was broke when he wrote this. Of course. In fact, uh, I'll get into our first fun fact of this episode here in a second, but he was broke and had no money. In fact, he had to sell his beloved dog for $50 to have enough money to live to finish writing this, and a week later, he sold Rocky for $350,000. And he bought back the dog. Absolutely. Is it, is it the dog we see in the movie? It's Buttkiss. That's yes. That's Stallone's actual dog in the movie. That's good. That he sold a week before he sold Rocky's rights. He also said that he'd only sell the rights if he got to play Rocky. He refused to make the movie if he couldn't be Rocky. Mm. And a lot of the big studios like Paramount and stuff said no, that we don't want you. And so they had to go through like small distributors. In fact, this movie was made without the backing of a large uh, studio. It wasn't until after the movie was made and it was kind of pitched around that people were like, oh, hey, we'll make this movie. And they were like, no, no, no. We already made the movie. They're like, no, 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 we'll get real actors. And they were like, no, no, this is the movie. You either buy it or you don't. I can kind of agree. Sucks to be all those studios missed out on that much money. Yeah, sure. Um, All right. You want to get into the movie, movie? Sure. Go ahead. Start tearing it apart, and I'll tell you all the reasons you're wrong. <laughs> well, we get to open on some boxing. Which we was, do. Which was a high high point for me. <laughs> high point for me. It really uh, set up my expectations of there's actually boxing in this boxing movie, <laughs> and that there isn't. <sighs> so... <laughs> So he wins a fight, though not being a boxing person necessarily, I, I couldn't have told you that he won that fight. Like, yeah. in fact, we, I had to ask if partway through, I was like, did he actually win that fight? Uh, did he lose that fight? What happened there? Right. And then like 15 minutes later, somebody asked and he's like, yeah, I won. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, you could say, oh yeah, I was real good. I was real good. But if you're like actually terrible or something like you were paid to throw the fight yeah you were still good but you lost yeah confusing it's okay and that's when we hit a brick wall oh my god okay why nothing happens everything happens like everything we're just watching this dude live life walk around 
Yes. Do stuff. We're establishing. So my one of my first notes is I love the way the opening lets the story breathe. We don't rush into things. Yes, we get that boxing match and it's all like, ooh, hype, hype, hype. But we don't jump from that immediately in to trying to tell the bigger story of Rocky. We let it breathe. They let Rocky go, okay, let's get to know this guy. Let's watch him walk around his town. Let's watch him do some mundane little things. Visit the girl in the pet shop that he has a crush on. Try to talk to one of his neighbor's daughters and be like, hey, stop ruining your life. He knows people. He talks to people. He picks up a bum off the street and brings him into a bar to to help him, basically, get him off the street. Like, come on. This is what... This is what it's supposed to be. If we're going to care about this character, we need these moments with him. We need to establish the type of person that Rocky actually is before we worry about him as a boxer. Things that you said were sprinkled throughout the entire movie and weren't just in the first bits. They weren't. They weren't all like, it wasn't just rapid fire, here's a montage. Because that would be insane. But these are the things that he was doing. Yes, watching him walk down the street might seem boring, but I guarantee it was purposeful. It is showing you his day-to-day. In fact, this is early in the film. This is when we find out he's, uh, he's a heavy. He's a heavy for a loan shark. That's how he makes money right now. I've never heard it as a heavy. I, I wrote down that he's an enforcer. Yeah, enforcer, heavy, same idea. He's usually the big guy who, like, handles the the dirty work, you know? He makes the people sleep with the fishes. I actually wrote that I enjoy the fact that this character that people end up looking up to starts off as basically an an enforcer for a loan shark. Like, this is not a great guy in so much that what he's doing, but he's still doing nice things around the community. Plus... He's not completely evil because he doesn't break the guy's thumb for 70 bucks. Yeah, he he gets the money he needs to get without being as violent as possible. Yeah. So yes. you get to see, like, his heart of gold. He's kind of just doing what he needs to do. This is where we get to fall in love with Rocky so that when he gets the, the world title match, we, we want to root for him. If we don't get all these little moments... If we don't know how big of a loser Rocky is and how crummy his life is, then who cares later? Not only, though, is he a loser, but he's a loser, like you said, with a heart of gold. He still wants to be a nice person. He wants to save that girl from hanging out with the bad people. He wants to get that bum off the street. He doesn't want to hurt people. He just knows that's the way he has to make money. Like, that's how what's all established here. And yeah. it's great. I mean, you get that moment with the trainer guy whose name I completely forget every time I hear it. The old guy? Yeah. Mickey. Mickey. Uh, You get the moment with Mickey of, you know, what you're doing is wrong. Rocky's like, well, it's a way to make a living. He's like, that's no life. Yeah. And the thing is, though, like, watch the movie again. Because little things like that, like, that, that, that's no life. Rocky knows that's no life. That's what makes him compelling. He knows it's not a life. But what else is he going to do? He's been boxing for years and hasn't paid off. He does that to make a little extra money, too. Well, except that he apparently never puts his all into it. I know. Like, Mickey is upset with him, and rightfully so, with, like, you have all this potential, and yet you've wasted it. 
you you haven't put your all into it, even though this seems to be what you want to do. Yeah. I, like, at that point, I'm like, why should I care? Clearly he doesn't. Oh Listen, you, oh, you, you're killing me right now. Yeah. Last week, you complained that uh, Gina Davis's character, Dottie, in A League of Their Own was too much of a Mary suit. She could just do everything. Mm-hmm. Now you're complaining that Rocky doesn't put his all into everything. You can't yeah. have it both ways. He either can be really good or he doesn't put his all. Are you, You're just mad regardless. Yep. Totally different instances, but yes. It's not. It's the same idea. If, if I'm mad that she's a Mary Sue it, that doesn't really care. And I'm mad I mean, that he wants this, but then doesn't actually put effort into it. First of all, she definitely cares. And number two, dude, people love stuff all the time, but they don't doesn't mean they're going to put their whole heart into it. That's what makes Rocky relatable. You know, I, I love writing and I love telling stories. I've tried to write books to like figure out something, try to publish a book, try to whatever. I haven't finished a single book yet. I got some of them really close, but I haven't finished a single one. That's just Rocky. Rocky's an everyday guy. Just because he has the heart and the passion and the skill for it doesn't mean that he's going to put his all. Because he's still living. He still has to go make money. He still has to, he can't just be a boxer all day, every single day, putting his all into it. To me, that just screams real person. Are you mad at real people? I'm mad at real people when you put them on my screen, apparently. Damn you, real people. So angry with you right now. Mm. (laughs) Old man yells at Cloud. That's you right now. Yeah, pretty much. Simpsons reference. If you don't get it, Google it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I also so, like this whole opening, too, because it makes Rocky lovable because he's got that heart of gold, because he's trying to just be... People look at look down on him. Like, hey, it's just Rocky. Who gives a shit? But he's still trying to help people, and that's an awesome thing to show. What do you think of that? Once again, I did not look at it in that aspect watching it. So trying to go back now, thinking of it that way, seems a little disingenuous. Okay. So the opening part, I'm just like, okay, this is a regular dude. Why should I care? All right. Let's get so, past the opening part but then. there was one more thing I wanted to say. Okay. What? I really enjoy the fact that they don't really have a score. That it's mostly just what the sounds of the world is. Yep. To really engross you into that world. So yep. that part of it, very good. Even though they were nominated for an Oscar for Best Musical Score. Well, you use the music when you needed to yeah, use the music. Oh, the music Sometimes is you don't need music. Yes. And movies now, specifically, need to understand that. Mm-hmm. The lack of sound can sometimes speak more than sound. Correct. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the scene in which Rocky, where we first get introduced to Adrian. When yeah. Rocky goes to the pet shop. Is it not a heartwarming, relatable moment when Rocky's on the floor talking to the dog? Oh, and like that is. howling yeah. at the dog. Like, ruff, 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 ruff. It get, I love it. It gets a little cringe. Does it? I mean, I... Maybe because the way it was shot or something like that, but like we didn't stay with him. We like switched back to Adrian. Yeah. At that moment, I'm just like... Uh, she I don't feels know, so uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable for her. You've seen me. Are you uncomfortable if we go to a... Uh, pet store and you see me howling at dogs no but you weren't there to chat up a girl i mean and then do that but he doesn't chat her up first he talks to the dog first i'm fairly certain he's talking about the 
the turtles first. Does he? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's a great moment because, first of all, again, I'm going to I'm gonna harp on this a whole bunch of how relatable Rocky is. That's relatable. You go into the store. I, trust me. When I was younger, I'd go into stores because a cute girl worked there and I'd try to chat her up. Uh, I spent pretty much the last, like, three years of my high school career at the mall at a certain store because cute girls work there trying to chat them up. That is a terrible thing. Don't do that. First of all, just set to from the female's perspective, don't do that. Don't go to the place that they work at to ch- chat them up. They literally cannot get away from you because they're there working. Listen, don't I do didn't that. Say I was creepy. All right, don't be don't be trying to put that and be like you were being creepy. No, I said I went there and I chatted them up. I never overstayed my welcome, and I would buy something <laughs> most of the time. Um, all I'm saying, I'm saying as a warning. Like I know we just did that whole romance thing like two weeks ago. Don't necessarily stalk girls at their place of work. Like, if you go there every once in a while, like, say hi, cool. But, like, we see it multiple times in this movie where he just goes there and, like, continually follows her around and tries to chat her up and she looks very uncomfortable. Whoa. Don't do that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He doesn't follow her around at all. Yes, he does. It's a pet shop. He goes there because he has pets. And he he wants the dog. Because... She worked there. No. No. Clearly, he loves those turtles. He loves his goldfish. And he wants the dog. The fact that Adrian works there is just a bonus. Mm -hmm. Except, one thing that I actually do like about this script is Mm -hmm. it's callbacks to earlier in the movie. It definitely sets stuff up. So, we see him practicing what he's going to say to Adrian in the mirror before he goes there. Yeah. That was his reason for going there. But you see, so you're also forgetting all the things. He's not being creepy. He's talking to a girl that he has on good authority, likes him, but is too shy to talk back. He is trying to open up, speak to her, and get her to speak back. He's mm. not forcing anything. He's not like, yo, talk to me or I'm going to throw a brick through the window. I, I'm, I must have missed the part where... Polly tells him all the time. All the, yeah. Does he say that before we see him go there the first time or the but, second time? But it doesn't matter if we see it before or after. The idea exists. He knows that she likes him. On the worst authority ever. Well, yes. Polly sucks. I don't want to talk about Polly right <laughs> I'm now. Not, I'm not saying anything super negative against Rocky himself. Like, obviously, they they do, spoilers, do end up together. They seem really happy together. It's just a lot of the things that happen in this movie can be construed as uh, creepy. I, I agree with you. There's like certain Aspects. lines don't you don't cross. My thing is Rocky never crosses those lines. Mm. Rocky never touches her. He mm. never gets aggressive or weird. He asks her out to a basketball game. She says no, and he's like, oh, okay. You know, like, he doesn't push. He doesn't sit there and go, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Until later. No, he doesn't. Until later. He doesn't. You are you need to watch the movie again. Um, mm. So here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. I don't like Adrian. I don't like Adrian at all. I have no idea what Rocky sees in her. I don't like the way she's portrayed. I don't like the way she's acted. I don't know how she was nominated for an award because... She doesn't do anything in this entire freaking movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's just 
the love interest. She fills her role. Barely. <laughs> like, no, like, okay, I so. Do, I do have a question, and I'm yeah. wondering if I should save it for later, but Not it is about Adrian. Does she have contact lenses? When? She li- she wears glasses up mm-hmm. until the like their date, in yeah. which Rocky's like, you should take these off. Okay. And then she's never seen with glasses again. I mean, you don't know people that wear reading glasses that don't actually need them? In fact, you yourself don't have to wear your glasses all the time. It's true, but I should. <laughs> but, but you don't. No. So it doesn't matter. I don't know if she has contacts. Doesn't ruin anything. It, it was a huge question on my mind for the rest of the movie. Like, oh, you just took her glass? Okay. Well, clearly okay. you don't pay attention to real life or your own life because you wear glasses 50% of the time. But we saw her 100% of the time before that wearing her glasses. Twice. We saw her like twice before that wearing 100% glasses. 100% of the time. It doesn't matter. That we saw her Listen, before that you, moment. <laughs> if somebody met you twice and you were wearing glasses both time and then the third time they saw you, you weren't, they're not going to be like, oh my gosh, you must have gotten contacts. What happened? Actually, they probably would have. I mean, In probably. fact, once I, <laughs> I just got glasses recently and everyone that saw me was just like, have you been wearing contacts this entire time? I'm like, no, I just, just got glasses. Yeah. So it, it is a thought thing that people would be like, oh, you're wearing contacts. Yeah, well, maybe somebody asked. We don't know. We didn't see that part of the movie. Damn. <laughs> they, see, need to, they need to get more into her character and find out if she has contacts or not. <laughs> These don't. are the questions Please that don't. we want to know. <laughs> These are the important questions, damn it. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about this being a character movie? We need to know these things. Shows you how much you paid attention to the rest of the movie, if that's what you were harping on. Does she have contacts? Okay, <laughs> I, she I have glasses. many other questions. Oh, so. my God. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Besides her glasses, yeah, Adrian, yeah, what, what? Talk to me. <laughs> Tell me. I things. literally don't know. She just exists. Why does Rocky like her? Answer that. Try to answer that. Cause she exists and yep. like doesn't push him away. I guess. Okay. I, I yeah, assume. I mean, that's a better answer than I could probably because come up with. So the other woman at the shop kind of dismisses him and she's just like i'm gonna let you do your thing and just kind of exist here yeah yeah i don't know i don't their plus relationship... she's pretty once she takes off her hat and glasses first of all no she's not yeah, secondly she i it's such a pointless thing like it adds nothing to the story other than giving him just something to say later which we'll get into <laughs> <laughs> Um, one, th- one moment early in the movie that I just absolutely love. Hmm. I love Rocky coming home and talking to his turtles. I do love that moment. And that then being like, moment. y'all want to, do you guys miss Moby Dick? Let me go get Moby Dick. And it's like the tiniest little goldfish <laughs> and he calls it Moby Dick. But then he like puts Moby Dick next to the turtles who I think his, uh, his turtles are named Link and Cuff. Yeah. Cuff Link. I don't know why. I love that. You know. But then he brings Moby Dick over and puts it next to each other so they can just talk. And I'm like, just man, hang you're, out. you're such a cool pet owner. Such a cool pet owner. Although I was confused on whether or not those turtles were in water. There was water in there, yes. Okay. I got, some, some shots I couldn't tell. Yes. Uh, fun fact. After the making of this movie, Sylvester Stallone bought those turtles and kept oh. them. And as of 2020, still owns them. In fact, they make an appearance in Creed. Do in the very really? first Creed movie, when we're at Rocky's house and we see the turtles. Same turtles from this movie. Now I gotta go watch Creed. Thank you very much. <laughs> now you can go get your boxing fix. Oh, 
Oh, God. <laughs> um, it, I don't know. It's just such a cute moment, and I love it. And it, again, it's one of those things like adding to Rocky's character of like, why should we care? Because he's just a genuinely sweet person. Um, the Lone Shark. Yeah. Gazo. Grazo or Gazo? I don't remember if there's an R in it. What do we think about him? Because it's interesting to me. He's he's a Lone Shark. He, he's the bad guy. He's making Rocky do these things and all that. But Rocky needs money for his date with Adrian. Lone Shark's like, here's 50 bucks. Rocky needs money for training for his big bout. He's like, hey, here's 500 bucks. Like, without without expectation. Yeah. He just I... gave Rocky money. How kind is that? <laughs> I actually thought he also had a heart of gold. Like, he was, all, he was bad where he's like, if I tell you to break someone's thumbs, break their thumbs. But at the same time, he's like, I am absolutely loving and caring for you. I'm going to, like, pull you aside to chat with you to be like, oh, you're going on a date? Oh, that's cool. Here's 50 bucks. Yeah. Just enjoy. And it's like... I half expected him to come back later and be like, you owe me something, blah, blah, blah. He's even ringside for the final fight. Well, he isn't that part of the, the thing of getting 50, giving him $500? Be like, here's $500. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, the only thing I really want is to be ringside. No, Rocky just asks, are you going to be at the fight? Oh. Yeah, no, the loan shark is just weird to me because he's a loan shark. He's a bad guy because he also uses it against Rocky because when he's telling Rocky to go get money and Rocky's kind of he's not really into it anymore the loan shark's like are you sure because i know the name of the girl that you went on a date with and rocky's like what what so he's like he's not exactly kind yeah but he definitely cares for rocky and that's just a nice little thing as well it's cliche but i think this movie does it really good way of like the bad guy with a little bit of a heart for the people close to him Just saying, every villain in Philadelphia apparently has a whole heart of gold. Yeah, absolutely. And then every nice guy is kind of a jerk. (laughs) Okay, so blah, blah, blah. The movie goes on. We really get in touch with who Rocky is. And then we meet Apollo Creed. Yes. And Apollo Creed is played by the wonderful Carl Weathers. Isn't he inspired by Muhammad Ali? Yes. 100%. That's why he talks fast. That's why he's got little catchphrases, all that stuff. So, what do you think of Apollo Creed when he first appears? What are you thinking? When he first appears, I actually liked him. Simply because, you know, you find out his partner got hurt. Of course, he's kind of annoyed by that. And the fact that no one else in his league wants to fight him anymore. Because he's never been knocked down. And it would make everyone else look bad if you go against someone like that. So, what does he come up with? Give a regular guy a shot. And it, it would make uh, make everyone feel like this is a land of opportunity again. Oh, so, yeah. I, I liked him, his, his thought process there of like, I'm going to give some rando a shot. Sure, they're not going to, most likely not going to come close to me and it's not going to be a great fight, but it's a land of opportunity. So, Absolutely. I enjoyed him. I, I actually enjoy him throughout. He's he's a showman. Mm-hmm. He might not be the best boxer in the world, but apparently he is because he's never been knocked down. But he understands that people want to see a show. So the more he talks, the louder he gets, the more uh, a word I'm the flamboyant he is. Yeah. The more people want to watch. So the only problem I have with him yeah. comes later, which okay, is, what is it? Is kind of why we get towards the ending that we do is that 
you see Rocky on the TV and he's showing off some of his training and yeah. one of his guys is like, hey, come look at this. Like, this guy means business. And Apollo kind of just brushes it off. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've completely got this. Kind of showing that he is very, like, prideful. He's a like, well, Rocky's a nobody. He shouldn't be worried. And so they purposefully go, he ain't worried. Although... You're right. I love that part when he just ignores because earlier we get the same thing. When he's flipping through the book of all the people he could fight and he lands on Rocky, he says, Rocky, and his his manager, his trainer, takes the book and is looking at the stats and he goes, you shouldn't take this fight. He's a southpaw. Yeah. You're not good against lefties. And his whole thing is just, I like the name. I like Italian, the name Italian Stallion. Italian Stallion. Yes. Oh, I love the way he says it. Every time. I, Every, it oh, kills me. <laughs> that, that was a, a real close one for my uh, Life of Finds a Way Award. <laughs> was just the way he says Italian Stallion. Yes. But yeah, so like he ignores it that he's a southpaw. And then you're right. He shows on TV, there's footage of Rocky punching the, the frozen meat in the yeah. freezer. And his trainer's like, yo, you should take a look at this. Like, he's got heft behind these. He's taking it serious. He hits yeah. hard. And Creed's like, no, no, no. It's fine. I got this. I got it. It's all good. Well, he didn't exactly have it. But yeah. the cockiness of it is just, what a great portrayal of that character. Of, you know, the rich upper class not caring about the poor. Even when the poor gets an opportunity, the rich are like, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. You're going to squander it no matter what. I'm better than you. And you know it. And you, shout out to MJF. <laughs> He's not watching this, but no, we'll never if he see was. it. <laughs> but people watching might understand that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I love it, and I also love the juxtaposition of the fact that Rocky is training. Yeah. First of all, he's way out of shape when he first gets this fight. So he gets this fight, like you said. He just picks a name out of a book because he likes the name, and he gets a title shot, mm-hmm. which is just super weird in and of itself. But then Rocky doesn't even take it serious at first. He's like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll just be a sparring partner for him. I'll just go in and I'll, I'll win a little, I'll get a little money and it's fine. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I should take this serious and like goes into his training and we watch him run all over Philadelphia. It's pretty much the only training we watch him do is run. Run, a little bit of hit and stuff. Yeah. You know. But Creed does none. In yeah. fact, this is the only Rocky movie where we never see Rocky's opponent do any actual training. Which I found interesting, which why I was kind of kind of annoyed with him towards yeah. the end. Like, I didn't want, like, I wanted him to win, but I also didn't want him to win. So. But wouldn't you, like, listen, if you're the world heavyweight champion of whatever, you're the best softball player, because you played softball. You're the best softball player in the world. You have all the awards. People have told you numerous times you're the best player ever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a high school kid, you just pick somebody and you're like, listen... I've heard you're a decent pitcher. You know, throw some balls at me. I'm going to hit them. It's going to be great. You're not really going to practice. You're like, I'm the best hitter of all time. This is like a 13-year-old girl who's going to throw some balls at me. You're not actually going to practice, right? I mean, I would stick to my regular training schedule. Which he I probably might wouldn't have. do actual we extra just don't training. But he might have. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, I, I don't fault him for that because it's like... There's no shot. In fact, yeah. during the final bout, after the first round, his manager looks at him, his trainer looks at him and goes, all right, this guy's taking it serious. Yeah, he's Apparently, not here for the show. He's yeah. here for a fight. Nobody, nobody told him it was just a show. He's here to fight. And then Creed's like, oh, sh- I probably should have trained. 
I probably should take this a little more seriously. Yeah. He thought it was just a show. It was just going to be an exhibition, a lot of fun, cameras, all that stuff, and then, nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I want to get into something, because I know you're going to agree with this. Mm. The movie's kind of boring at times. Yes. What do you think? Extremely boring at times. That I got up to light a candle in the middle of it, because I was just so bored. Which is so bad. And it's not the whole thing's not boring. No, no, no. There's just stretches of like, this six minutes is hard to just focus on. Yeah. It's, and I will admit, I struggle when there's certain accents used. So like the Philadelphia accent for me is a really hard one for me to follow. So I find myself wandering away from the dialogue if it's just continuously going. Yeah. So with this being kind of a dialogue driven movie i struggled watching this because i was just like i i don't care and the fact that this is one of my nits but almost every other sentence was you know did you know you know oh my god i was ready to jump into the movie and punch him myself i was just like stop did you know i know people in real life who does who do this where every other word sentence is like did you know and I'm like, I want to strangle you so bad. Stop it. Stop it. Okay, we're just going to move past that. <laughs> so, um, so I want to talk about the training part. Yeah. Did you know that it is super motivational? Like, uh, Rocky training, there's not a lot. But, like, when he's running, when he hits those stairs and goes mm. up and gets to the top and he feels like king of the world. And he's pumping his fists. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't you get kind of pumped? Yeah. I actually had, this is a, one of my questions as well. Is, okay. is the movies, the songs in here, the best pump-up music ever? Uh, dude, the Rocky theme will get me jacked every time. As soon as that go. plays, you're ready to go. And then watching him run up the stairs. I mean, it's iconic for a reason. Listen, I'm out of shape. I'm not. I'm, it's fine. I know I am. Yeah. But like, as soon as I watch Rocky, I'm like, God, okay, I got to go running. I make it down the block and I'm completely out of breath, but that doesn't stop me from wanting to do it because I just watched Rocky and I'm like, yeah, I can do it. I'm going to take on the champ. Let's go. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> but the movie makes me think I can. And it's great because there's not a lot going on. It's not Creed where we're watching this fit Michael B. Jordan punching things and doing jump rope and like this, this stuff yeah. where you're like, that's a little unattainable because I don't look like Michael B. Jordan. But watching Rocky, who's like your average dude, just... His basic whole thing is like I'm gonna I'm gonna shadow box I'm gonna punch some meat and I'm gonna run. I'm like, wait, I can do that. And drink can six I... raw eggs. Yeah. Can Don't... I be a world champion? I can do that. So it's just it's so motivational for me. Um, here's some little fun stuff about the training. They didn't get permits to do a lot of it, so they would just guerrilla style. So when he's running past the boat at the dock, they just got out. They were driving past in the van, going to a different set. They got out and just filmed some stuff. During the part where he's running through, like, all the markets, nobody mm -hmm. knew what... If you look at the scene, everybody's kind of looking at Rocky. Like, they're watching him. And it's not because he's... They're like, oh, they're like, there's Rocky. They're watching him because nobody knew what the hell was going on. These are just a bunch of vendors who are watching this dude just randomly run. And then the one guy who, like, throws him an, uh, an orange or some kind of fruit or something like that was unplanned. He just threw it to him. Really? Yeah. The guy didn't know he was going to be in a movie or anything afterwards. I'm sure he, like, saw the cameras and thought, here's my chance. Yeah. But he just, like, threw it at him completely unprovoked. 
kind of cool. Yeah. Also, the stairs. Let's talk about the stairs because this is a filmmaking thing that changed the course of history in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Three, mo- three movies in 1976, this being the concluding movie, but probably the most iconic use of the first ever Steadicam. The guy, his last name I think is Brown, created the Steadicam in 1975, and he actually sold it in L.A. to studios to, like, get this manufactured in 1976. And the, the, he was from Philadelphia, and the footage that he showed people to be like, look how good this new setup is that I created, is his girlfriend, this guy's girlfriend at the time, running up those steps. And so when the director of Rocky saw that, he was like, we need that guy. They hired him, they they got him out, and he shot Rocky going up those steps. And it's become like one of the most iconic Steadicam shots of all time. But it was only the third movie ever to use Steadicam. Because the year prior to this, it didn't even exist. It's fair. And it's so beautiful. Although, watch that scene. You can hear the whirring noise of the Steadicam huh? while they're going up the steps. There's this weird, like, buzz in the background, and that's the actual Steadicam machine being used. They couldn't figure out a way. Like, it's, it was a loud machine. They couldn't figure out how to quiet it. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. It's kind of interesting that they gorilla styled it, because that's, like, the only other time that you see people in the entire Philadelphia. They couldn't afford extras. Yeah. Because um, it's, like, completely deserted, and that was one of my nits, is why is this deserted yeah they couldn't afford it so uh when adrian and rocky go on their date to the ice rink Mm -hmm. the ice rink was actually supposed to have like 300 people in it and they were just gonna be skating amongst them oh blah 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 uh they put out a call extras show up unfortunately it's not gonna be paid blah 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 but you can be in a movie nobody showed up uh (laughs) except for like one guy and sylvester stallone and the director had to rewrite the entire scene like the day of shooting and that's because when it turned out guy. to be Thanksgiving? And that's why it turned out to be that the rink was closed, this guy was cleaning, and then paid him money to let them skate for just 10 minutes and leave. And do you want to know what? I think that works better. It does. Than if there was a bunch of people there. Yeah, I think it does, Yeah. Too. It is a much more intimate moment that Absolutely. way. All right, do you want to get... So, Rocky and Adrian date. He's preparing for the fight. Paulie's mad because Rocky's not throwing bones at him. Paulie is yeah. Adrian's sister who's been friends with Rocky, who's trying to like help him by getting him that news coverage and all this other stuff. But Paulie sucks as a person. He's absolutely um, terrible, the true villain of this movie. He's a drunk idiot who doesn't understand his place. But Adrian and Rocky are hanging out. He kicks them out of the house. Adrian moves in with Rocky. Everything happens really fast. Then we get to the fight. Okay, you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Sure. Here's some fun stuff about the fight. There is a moment before the fight where Rocky walks up and you see those big banners hanging, right? Mm -hmm. And Rocky's like, yo, that banner's wrong. I'm not wearing red with white stripe. I'm wearing white with red stripe. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't in the script. The people who printed the poster that they paid to print the poster actually printed the colors wrong. But they couldn't afford or had time to print it again. So Sylvester Stallone had to add that scene in to point it out himself so that it wouldn't be an error or a continuity error in the movie. I actually really enjoy that scene. Simply showing that he's such an underdog. They really don't care too much that it's actually him. Mm -hmm. 
to make sure they got anything of his right. They're like, you're just a placeholder, dude, really? Like, you, you exist, but you don't at the same time in this world. Yep. So I actually like it better that it's messed up. <laughs> and uh, I think having it right would have been wrong. I Yeah. Once again, it's one of those things of like, not having the right thing happen in real life made the movie better. Yeah. Kind of like with Jaws. Kind of like with Jaws, with the shark not working, made the movie better. Yeah. Yeah, same idea here, and I absolutely love it. What do you think about Rocky's motivation? So his whole thing for this fight is he doesn't think he actually has a chance of winning. Yeah. But he all he wants to do is go the distance. He wants no the one last has gone the 15 distance. rounds with the champ. Yeah. No one has gone the distance with the champ, and he thinks if he can just go the distance, he's done it. He's made it. He's proven to himself that he's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I think that setting realistic goals for yourself, kind of. (laughs) I mean, it's slightly unrealistic because no one has done it yet, but it's more realistic than going in there thinking you're going to win. There's always got to be a first, though. True. There will always be a first. And I think that was a better goal for him to have than to win the fight. Yeah. Because he realized, I'm not in shape enough to win this fight. <laughs> like, he had less than six weeks to prepare for this yeah. fight. No one's getting ready. No. No. At least not enough to win. Yeah. Maybe enough to get punched in the face a whole bunch, but that's about it. That is another nit of mine. Oh, God. Okay. Why don't you block? Where, why don't you block, Rocky? It's Bring your arms up slightly higher. Like, you have them around your waist the entire freaking time. Mickey. No wonder you get busted up. Mickey calls him out. Yeah. He doesn't actually know what he's doing. He just can take punishment. And That's why like, he's not the best boxer. You know, if you would have tried just a little bit harder. Because during, so before the big fight, Mickey, the old guy at the gym who told Rocky, like, you had so much potential and you freaking wasted it. And that's why I hate you and I don't want to work with you. Yeah. Once Rocky gets the fight, Mickey comes around. He's like, yo, let me train you. Let me get you ready. And Rocky's like, no, I'll do it myself. Mickey's like, okay. But then they end up training together anyway. Though, that is a question of mine. Yeah. Why? Why yeah. Why does Rocky turn around? Number one, I hate that Mickey was the one to go grovel to Rocky. Because mm-hmm. that seems like it should have been the other way around. No. In my opinion. Okay. But why does he, like, he lets Mickey leave and just starts yelling, getting all angry. And then he just comes out and is like, okay, I'm going to train with you. Because he's mad. Like, he... So, Mickey's gym... Rocky's been there for six years. Yeah. And Mickey's never shown the slightest interest in him. No matter what. He's won fights. He's all this. Mickey shows no interest. And then we get a scene earlier in the movie where Mickey gave Rocky's locker to somebody else because, Rocky, you're a waste of my time. This guy actually could be something. Why would Rocky have to apologize to Mickey? Mickey's the dick in this situation. He's the one that's mad at Rocky for not living up to his potential. Rocky just wants to box. He just was like, yo, you could have helped me at any time. Mickey's like, no, you wasted my time. Why shouldn't, why should Rocky apologize? He didn't do anything wrong. No, he doesn't have to apologize. Well, why I just should think he, he grovel should seek... to Mickey? I don't think he has to grovel. I just think he should have gone to Mickey and be like, yo, train me. Why? He did it before. Because he turned him away. Because I got really pissed off that even Rocky's not taking this as seriously as he should have at the beginning. Rocky Why got I really appreciated <sighs> Mickey going after him and being like, yo, you could have been great, but you just didn't care enough. Yeah. 
Like, I kind of agreed with Mickey at that point, so I got kind of annoyed that Mickey had to come groveling to him. Because Rocky then... can do it on his own. He's been doing it all these years on his own. He's not going to go he ask gone somebody out for... He would have one round on his own. He's not going to go after ask somebody for help who has dismissed him for the last six years. That's not the kind of person Rocky is. He should never go ask for help. In fact, Mickey needs to apologize to Rocky and be like, sorry, kid, I was wrong. Let me help you. Yeah. I'm sorry I was wrong pointing out that you've been wasting away your potential. Oh, darn. Yeah, but Mickey could have stepped up and helped him at any time. Mickey even says, oh, if all you wanted was help, all you had to do was ask. And Rocky's like, I did ask. Mm. You kept turning me away. Mickey's at fault. I won't let you get away with this one. No. Mickey's at fault here. Mickey should be the one to grovel back to Rocky and ask for help. But Rocky turns him away because he's mad, but then he realizes, yeah, I probably do need help. So they train together. Yeah. Mm, we don't get a lot of training with him, but no. enough. Mm, could use more. <laughs> we could always use more, but you know. <laughs> again, character study, not a boxing movie. Mm. One last thing I want to bring up before we really go into the boxing aspect of this movie, the last section here. Yeah. Adrian, although I don't like her and I don't think she was necessary, she does have a little bit of an interesting change in this movie. So first she's shy girl, blah, blah, blah. Then she goes on a date with Rocky and it's super awkward. So awkward. Then he kisses her. And I know you want to talk about this, but I don't really want to get into it. You think it's a little too forceful. Yes. I agree. It is a little forceful, but I don't think it's as bad as like, can like a cancelable offense or something like that. I, yeah. Anyway, but <laughs> I was, I'm gonna hold off because yeah, that's hold, my hot just, take. You just hold your tongue. I don't want to get into it. No, mm -hmm. get into it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, this was gonna be my hot take. Is not necessarily that Rocky should be canceled, but we shouldn't necessarily look up to the way he pursues her, and that isn't something to like. Applaud. But just this moment. Yeah, I mean, because everything else I, is fine. He's just flirting. Just flirting. I've already said my piece on don't really necessarily go to people's places of work just to chat them up. I know he's also getting stuff in that moment, but <laughs> this, the date part of this is actually super cute. Going to the ice rink, skating around. It's what happens after that I'm not too fond of. You know, they, he walks them back to his place. He's like, hey, you want to come in? She's like, mm, I better not. He keeps insisting guilting for her to go in she finally relents she goes in he goes to sit down and asks her hey come sit down she's like no i'm, I'm uncomfortable keeps making excuses like she's not comfortable she doesn't want to like be there she does and she doesn't kind of makes sense yeah and the fact is she tries to leave he closes the door well blocks the door Pin, like has his arms up against the walls locking her in and that's when he's like i'm gonna kiss you you don't have to kiss me back but i'm gonna kiss you and then he kisses her sure she kisses him back eventually but she, not eventually she kisses him back immediately not immediately oh immediately it's a good like 15 seconds. seconds now get out of here 15 seconds over exaggeration i will just say is as a woman that whole scene made me uncomfortable like just the maybe it's her portrayal of it more so than anything else. She definitely portrayed the unease and like the uncomfortableness, mm -hmm. high, like to an extreme, where I haven't seen the like wanting to be with him in her. 
So well, that's because she's a nothingness of a character. So maybe this. if they wrote the character better, the scene would have been better. But as it's written right now, it is not a great portrayal. I mean, on anyone's part. I agree, but I also disagree. I think it's a little crossing the line. I don't think it's as far crossing the line as maybe you do. Because yeah. I don't think Rocky ever, when he says, hey, come sit down, he's not sitting at the edge of the couch where it's like no matter what, she has to sit on his lap or right next to him. He's sitting in one corner pointing at the other corner of the couch of like sit down. He's, you know, asking to make sure she's comfortable. When she's walking away, he doesn't like push up into her. Like he stands like obviously it's, it's a two-person shot, so it's a tight shot. He yeah. has to be kind of close. But he's not invading her space ever really until the kiss yeah so he's respecting her enough but yes the kiss moment itself is definitely and cringy and the guilt moments like i've personally had those moments they're very uncomfortable you don't want anything that's happening there but a lot of women are conditioned to be like yeah just go with it make, yeah i think that's i think we depends on really how you read that scene i don't see it as much as a guilting as more of again he's been told numerous times throughout the movie now that adrian's really into him but won't say anything yeah and he's trying to pull it out of her so you can kind of read it both ways so it's a it's a whole scene it's a whole sequence that borders yeah and depending on how you look at it and unfortunately i don't think that border would be as even nowadays, it would. As this it would scene be. would definitely be more defined if this movie was made today. They would guarantee go. Adrian likes him. She's not as uncomfortable. Yeah. Or they'd be like, she's super uncomfortable, and he's gonna say that's okay, and she can go. Yeah. If this was made today, so yeah, I, I I'm with you on that. I don't think it's as far as you think, but I do agree to a point. Yeah. Um. But what's really interesting is after the kiss, so yeah. she kisses him back, and they have this really long, passionate kiss. All of a sudden, that's when she stops wearing glasses. Well, because he takes them away from her. He's like, I like you better without them. She can definitely put them back on. It's not like he broke them or whatever. So she could, but she doesn't. All of a sudden, she's standing up to Polly. She's moving in with him. She's wearing, like, tighter-fitting clothes, more revealing clothes, like, cuter clothes. She's she's doing her makeup. It's just a, a cool little character thing where it's, like, shy, awkward girl kisses the guy that she has a crush on things change it's just it's a cool little thing yeah she had her mom tell her her entire life that she's not a looker so mm-hmm. she has to be smart and now she finally finds someone who thinks she's a looker yep. and so she feels she's comfortable enough in her skin to finally do those things and, and be those things that. and so i like where the relationship takes her mm-hmm. and takes them i just it's a I'm rocky a, road to I'm get a, there. Yeah, I'm not a fan of how we got there. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a fan of how we got there to a point. Yeah. I think there was definitely potholes along the way that we should probably fix. Yeah. But just steam over those. <laughs> we got there. Fill them in. Um, good. <laughs> so it's just cool to see that, like, change in her, that progression. Yeah. Okay. The fight. Yeah. Apollo's entrance. So Rocky mm. comes in. It's kind of boring, basic. He just walks to the ring. And then he, Apollo he's shows up. a boxer. Up. He enters like a boxer. He does. Apollo doesn't. Apollo shows up like he is coming to WrestleMania main event, putting on a show. He's a sports entertainer. He's he's in a freaking boat, 
motorized boat with women that are dressed like the Statue of Liberty in front All of him. All sparkly, though. He's up in Fourth of July gear with the old he sugar-powdered is... wig and, oh my He's God. supposed to be George Washington in this moment. Crossing the Delaware River, correct. A black man dressed as George Washington. God, I love this moment. <laughs> and everyone's just like, oh, okay. So, okay, so here's here's a nit that I have for you. Yeah. It's winter in Philadelphia when this movie's taking place. It's yeah. supposed to take place from, like, November to January or something. But when he's fighting, when he's picking fighting Rocky, they mention, like, oh, it's... you're going to... They're having a press conference and, like, oh, you're going to fight a white man on the country's most important day of the year. Yeah, it's their bicentennial, That's, apparently. Is that what it is? That's what's written on the poster. Oh, I don't think yeah. I've ever really paid attention that much or I'm just completely drawing a blank right now that's why it's the most important because i was like he's very fourth of july for the fact that it's december when this happens i agree (laughs) i actually was just like how long did they get to train like what why does this seem so wrong so it's just his entrance just always threw me off but if it's a bicentennial it makes a lot of sense and he plays it up he's got sparklers going off he's got all this stuff and he gets in the ring and he's bouncing around he's like i want you and he's doing the Uncle Sam yep. thing where he's pointing and being you. like, yeah, you. I love him in this moment so much. It is so You good. get reserved it's Rocky so just standing in the corner just like, yeah, we're to box. I Let's thought go. I was here for a boxing match, yeah. but. But it goes again to show the difference in these people. One of them is taking it like a boxing match. The other is taking it like it's a it's a play. Yeah. It's a show it's that a he show. needs to entertain people with. Yeah. He needs to. Put on a show. Put on the glitz and glam. He's treating it like wrestling. Absolutely. And it's so cool. So cool. Um, Then we get into the boxing match. Yeah. Here's where I have two big problems. Oh, okay. One's one's a big problem. One's a little bit of a a nit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Rocky knocks Apollo Creed down. Yeah. Because Apollo Creed was not ready for him, and Rocky's got that power. He's that one-punch knockout power kind of guy. Yeah. Puts Apollo on the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's a fun thing. If you don't know anything about boxing, they cannot start the 10 count until you are in a neutral corner, meaning not your opponent's corner, not your own corner, one of the other two. When you watch this movie, it annoys the hell out of me, but it's such a great character moment. Rocky doesn't know what to do. He's lost. He goes to a corner. It's Apollo's corner. The ref is trying to push him into a neutral corner, but he doesn't know where to go. And so we waste like 12 seconds trying to get Rocky into a neutral corner. The ref turns around, counts to eight. Apollo gets up. If Rocky knew what he was doing and wasn't lost in the moment, he wins in the first round by TKO. I mean, he might not have won. I mean... Maybe Creed was staying on the ground just to rest because yes. he knew what was happening. Maybe. I That's what I'm like. Could be. Yes. I'm positing a, a possibility. Absolutely. But yeah, he potentially could have won in the first round. Right? Like he just knocks him down. And it's just so funny because like as somebody... I, I watch boxing. I like boxing. And I'm like, get to the corner! I'm like, try to scream at the TV <laughs> of what to do. But he's in this moment he's never been in before. And it's such a great character thing. He's lost. Yeah. He's never knocked down a world champ before. He's he's not all there right now. He is above and beyond excited, and he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And it's just such a cool moment. 
But I agree. I think, you know, Apollo Creed probably was just taking the time to rest anyway, playing it up so that when he comes back and wins, it's, oh my God, he was knocked down in the first, almost lost, but he came back. Yeah. He's a showman, of course. It's just a, a cool little thing. One of the other things that really bothers me, though, mm-hmm. Rocky should never, he could be in this match, but he never, ever should have gotten a title shot. Now, I wasn't alive in 1976. I don't know how the ranking system worked entirely back then anyway. Yeah. But in boxing ranking, you can only have a title shot if you're one of the top 10 ranked boxers. So Rocky would have had to beat one of the top 10 ranked boxers first. Then he could have a title shot. So the fact that they're all talking about, oh, he's going to get a shot at the title. He could be the world champ. No, you can't. You're an (laughs) unranked boxer. You get a shot at the champ. And if you beat him, that will catapult you probably into the top 10, which will allow you to have a title shot. Yeah. But this match is definitely not a title shot, no matter how many times the movie wants to tell you it is. That pisses me off. <laughs> tell me how you really feel. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the boxing match happens. Yeah. Talk to me about it. I enjoy it. I wish there was obviously more of it. Because, you know, boxing in my boxing movie. Um, they let that for the first two rounds kind of, like, breathe and do what they're going to do. And then they just skip through the rest of them until the final round. They Well, they only show four rounds. One, yeah. two... Like, five. And, no, maybe five rounds. One, two, five. And then, like, the last two rounds they yeah. kind of show. They kind of skip through everything else. Um, I like how, by the end... Rocky's still doing the whole not boxing, just taking punishment, throwing hands. Yeah. But you notice Creed almost does the same thing. He's kind of almost abandoned his game plan because he wants to go knock this guy out. He's like into it now. He is going hard and almost forgets how to box. It also helps that Rocky breaks his ribs. (laughs) Straight up broke some of his ribs. Creed has internal bleeding basically they say they want to pull him out of the match because of that and he tells him no yeah so that might be part of why he's not doing as well as he probably would normally yeah, normally but he also could be gassed he's never gone this long yeah but that's what i'm saying like he abandons his game plan because he doesn't know what to do yeah. and he just goes in full force swinging breaks rocky's nose in like the second round as well yeah which is a nice callback because earlier in the movie at the gym, Mickey tells him, hey, stop boxing. You've never had that nose broken. You still got the looks. Get out while you can. They actually mention it like three or four times in the movie up to that point. And then he finally gets his nose broken. I actually wrote it down. He better have his nose broken by the end of this movie (laughs) because of how much they were saying it. And the movie did it. Yeah. It provided. Yep. It's a cool boxing match. Um, Sylvester Stallone wrote 32 pages of choreography because they couldn't get it right they they staged this whole thing they were trying to move the cameras around to like hide these things and sh- and it just wasn't coming together mm-hmm. so the director was like can you just go home and actually like choreograph this fight just write out things like rocky jabs creed steps back creed steps right throws a hook can you just go and stallone was like cool yeah and like two days later showed up with 32 pages of choreography and that was the final fight you could have come, couldn't have come up with a little more. Thirty-two pages isn't enough for you. Apparently not. Yeah. If it gave me less than nine minutes. 
It gave you nine minutes. Yeah, about nine minutes of screen time was dedicated. And part to this of that film. was just looking at the women dressed up as the uh, <laughs> Statue of Liberty. Statue of stuff, Liberty. Yeah. yeah, as their ringing out lumber <laughs> people. It's a it's a cool fight. It looks yeah. real. They do a really good job of showing contact without showing contact. Yeah. Although, if you listen to interviews, the two men definitely made some contact sometimes. Got a little over-eager, but they kept it in the in the actual cut because it looks good. Uh, yeah. I thought it was part of a thing where they, like, Sylvester Stallone said, actually hit me. Yeah, they like he once did or it at twice. some points. Like, yeah. you know, hey, we can't get this one to look right. Just just hit me. Just don't hit me hard. Don't, like, go full out. Um, it's, like, I... one of the best boxing matches on screen. I know it's really short. Yeah. But the back-and-forth nature, it seems very realistic. And these two guys, like, they mirror each other really well. They they have a ton of chemistry when they're in the ring together. I mm. would have loved it more if it weren't for those silly sound effects. Oh, get over the sound effects. I can't. When all the punches sound exactly the same no matter where you're hitting, <laughs> and they don't even sound like you're hitting skin. Mm-mm. Well, this is, so mm-hmm. I'm a big professional wrestling fan. I watch wrestling wrestling all the time. That's the same thing, because, like, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good thigh slap Yeah. when, you know, a wrestler does a super kick and it's supposed to be kicking a person in the jaw Yeah. and they slap their thigh to get like a big sound. And I'm like, y'all ever actually hit somebody in the face? Cause that, that's not at all what it sounds like. Still but sounds better than what they did in Rocky. But I'm a sucker for it. Cause the better the sound, the louder the sound, the more I go, Ooh, that was a good hit. I know. They didn't even make contact. They didn't contact. even make contact, but yeah. Ooh, you got them. <laughs> yep. So I'm I'm fine with it. I just I think I just block it out and I just go yeah punch him again. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't block it out unfortunately. It was first just, viewing. Yeah. Second viewing you'll be like yeah punch him again. It'll punch him again. Do it do it. <laughs> keep repeating the same things which is cool because I just want this to be the entire movie. <laughs> just put that nine minutes on repeat. Just yeah. yeah. Give me the Zemo cut of this fight. Two hours of just them circling punching. Got yep. it. Love yep. it. Um, but it is. It's a cool fight. It's interesting. Rocky has the upper hand at times. Apollo Creed has the upper hand at times. It does a really good job of, like, not telegraphing who's going to win. Yeah. Which is really nice because Rocky's the underdog. You're like, oh, yeah, dude, Rocky's totally going to win this. Especially after knocking him down in the first round. Yeah. But then Apollo Creed comes back and you're like, oh, dude, they're going to make Rocky lose. And then Rocky comes back and you're like, well, yeah, duh, it's his movie. Of course he has to win. And it's a nice up and down ebb and flow. Yeah. Did you do you agree? Yeah. Oh yeah. I even though I knew who was going to win, uh, it was a lot more even than I expected it to be. Wait, you knew who won this? Even though you've never seen the movie, you knew who won. Yeah. This uh, is this is what I'm saying. Where I could not not see clips of this movie, I knew yeah. who won this fight. I mean, that's been a huge talking point forever. That's fair. I mean, they even talk about it in Creed as well. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, go ahead. Though, once it's all over, if we're able to jump to that part. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the fact that Creed is celebrating his win, and Rocky doesn't even seem to care. Because he went the distance, he did what he was set out to do. Once again, if you look at this movie like a character study, it's a much better movie. Mm -hmm. Because that is the culmination. He succeeded. Everybody else is like, you're a loser. You lost. And he's like, no, I did exactly what I said I wanted to do. 
And yet it feels like, besides maybe like the reporters, no one treats him that way. No. Like all the people in his corner are like, yay. Yeah. And then he has, yo, Adrian. And then, you know, yeah, they scream to each other and it's fantastic. Rocky. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a little disappointed. It's a split decision that one of the judges actually gave it to Rocky because I think it should have been a little more Apollo just, just won. Yeah. But make it a little bit more like he outclassed him. Right. Like even if, even if he only won every judge, eight, seven, eight, seven, eight, seven, Mm -hmm. eight rounds to seven, he still shows that he was close, but he couldn't actually do it. But the fact that one judge gives him the eight, seven, Rocky wins eight, seven. Yeah. Rocky didn't win any of those rounds. I'm sorry. He just didn't. You don't think he won the first round where he knocked him to the ground? Not I mean, after, well, to not be fair. Not after Creed gets up and just wallops him. That's, I was going to say, to be fair, he ends up in the corner a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets points for the knockdown, but he doesn't throw as many punches. Mm-hmm. He sure as hell doesn't land as many punches, and he doesn't control the ring at all. So my only thought towards that would be it's an easier way to show that it was more split. It was more like even than... Than a unanimous decision. Yeah, because not everyone, like, me being a layman towards boxing, I wouldn't know that it's per round. Like, I wouldn't know it was seven to six or whatever it is. Yeah, I think the judges were eight, seven, eight, eight, seven for Creed, eight, seven for Rocky, nine, six for Creed. I just, how, how did you know that? They say it in the movie. Oh, they do? Yeah. Okay, because I It's very did hard to hear it. over yeah. all of the stuff, but they over do say it in the movie. Rocky yelling. You're Rocky yelling, Adrian yelling, everybody cheering. Yeah. yeah. It's so really hard to hear. that might be why they did it. It was just make to make it more known that it was a, a tough Close. decision. Yeah. yeah. I, I get it. I just, to me, I think it him just getting defeated 8-7 still shows that it was close. Like, none of the judges were like, oh, it's it was a blowout. 10-5. Yeah. It was, you know. It wasn't a blowout. It was still close. But Creed, being the actual boxer, won every round, even if by a hair. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I still like it, though. I like that it's that close because, you know, Rocky got to prove to himself. He got to prove to every single person that doubted him this entire movie. And now when he goes home, mm-hmm. nobody's going to be calling him an effing creep. Nobody's going to be looking down well, on him. That one chick. That one little girl might still. still maybe. Because... Even though he took her home the one night, she was back there again. Well, yeah, but now, now Rocky's a star. If he looks at her and says, go home, she'd be like, you got it, Rock. She's going to go home because he's a celebrity now. He's a, he's a, he's important. You know, Mm. I don't, maybe, maybe I'm just saying that. I mean, I've been a young teenage girl. I don't think many people would. Yeah, but if you were a young teenage girl and a celebrity came up to you and said, hey, stop doing that. You're probably going to stop doing it. Just Maybe. saying. Now, creepo dude down the street telling you, yeah, you're going to ignore him whether you know him or not. Yeah. But now Rocky's a star. He's he's a national celebrity. You're probably going to listen. But he's going to get that respect that he's been looking for. Yeah. The people at the at the gym are going to respect him. They're going to want to... He's going to get his locker back. He's going to get true. his locker back. I mean, he might have already gotten the locker back. Maybe. When he started training. Speaking of his locker, this is a moment that happens earlier in the movie Rocky goes to the gym. He's going to go training, go boxing. Mm-hmm. He can't get into his locker, so he just breaks it open, and it's a bunch of other stuff in there. It's not his. Yeah. And he gets mad because all his stuff is in a bag on what they say is death row. 
which is basically like you you aren't here anymore yeah and he goes and he confronts mickey about it and mickey's like i gave it to uh dapper i think his name's dapper um dapper or dipper i don't remember something i gave it to dapper because he he actually has potential he could go somewhere yeah. you're you're a bum you know and rocky just walks away and dapper screams after him he's like yo i really like that locker or like something to that yeah. effect mm-hmm. what great restraint in this movie because a modern movie would have rocky turn around and go what'd you say and get in the ring and spar with him probably like he would have to stand up for it but rocky's not that kind of guy he's a loser he's down on his luck he's he's you know so i just love that moment of him just being able to frown be like disappointed because he kind of knows it and walks away yeah it's the little moments it's the little moments okay knits i've gone through most of mine okay Um. uh one of my knits is adrian ignores rocky i think a little too much yeah i think the first time they're they're talking ignore him but when he comes in, she's feeding the birds, and he's asking her the basketball game. She never says a single word that entire scene. And although it doesn't ruin anything, she should have said something. She ignores him pretty much on the entire date as well. She doesn't say a lot. I think it's a little too extreme of yeah. not talking. And I think that if she would have talked more, maybe that kissing scene and everything plays out different. I agree. I like so that. That's yeah. a big nit for me. Um, meat lockers are cold. When he's in there punching it, but like none nope. of the nobody acts like it's freezing in there. No one has a breath. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I already talked about the other one. Rocky mm-hmm. couldn't win the title because that's not how the ranking system works in boxing. <laughs> um, one of my things was the beginning of his training montage yep. is with super somber music, and I'm just like, why? Because he's not quite ready yet. I don't know it just maybe because i'm so used to that upbeat one that comes slightly later that i'm yeah. like this makes no sense are you talking about the music when he first tries to like run the stairs and he's he can't do it because he's out of shape you mm. talking about that moment it might be okay i can't remember whole... exactly when i wrote this but i <laughs> thought it was the beginning of his like full-on montage where he's actually training for the the battle could be i think more maybe if it was there i'm not sure you know you'd have to we'd have to go back and watch it so that you can point it out but i think even if it was his like official montage where he's getting in shape mm-hmm. you gotta start low you can't yeah. just come in with like doom doom right away you gotta build it so you know yeah the music's building well rocky's building okay uh questions or were you done with knits uh and i'm done with knits questions uh why does that one picture like trigger him so much looking at the mirror what one picture i think it's a picture of him as a kid yeah i don't know it's like that that's like a big part right at the beginning of the movie where he's like oh i'm so disgusted by this picture seeing what he was and the potential that he had i mean when you go back and look at like younger pictures of yourself i know i do i go oh man that kid was cool he had potential I, I look back at my pictures, I'm like, oh my god, so cringe. <laughs> Maybe that's why he was mad. He was cringing at himself. Uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Should Rocky have won? No. No? No. Why not? You you were very definitive with that. <laughs> um, I don't think that's where his story needed to go to get the point across. Okay. I think it would have almost taken away from pretty much everything if he had won because... Like I said, he got less than six weeks to train. 
if that's all it took for you to win the world championship, why hadn't you done it before? So it, not winning, but going the distance was a better victory in my mind. I actually agree with you. I was just curious. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, that's actually all of my, I, I, you were asking them throughout. Yeah, I sprinkled yeah. them throughout. Yeah. yeah, that was the last one I had. I sprinkled mine throughout, too. I just wanted to wait until we talked about the end of the movie before I asked that one. Yeah. All right. Awards time. Oh, did you not have a hot take for this one? Oh, I did not. That's fair. Uh, my hot take would be... Yeah, nope. Don't have one. Okay. Your hot take was the the title was never on the line. There we go. There. Yeah. That hot, was a hot take. take. Yep. The movie lied to me the entire time. Yep. Okay, awards. Let's go with uh, Psycho Shower Scene. What's your favorite slash most iconic scene in the movie? I mean, it's going to be that training sequence for me. Pretty much from beginning to end. It's specifically going up the steps for me anyway. Yeah. Listen, I'm an asthmatic. (laughs) Three of those steps and I'm done. I'm just, give me five minutes and then I'll try for the summit. But no. So when he hits those, I'm just like, yes. Get it, Rocky. Especially yes. after going for a run. I was in cross country and track for most of my high school career. And we had days where you had to run like three miles and then go up to the highest point of the county and down. And I could feel that <laughs> getting up to the top and just being like, yes. Yeah. I got up to the top without walking. Yes. Especially because they do a great uh, job showing him not making it earlier yeah and then so when he triumphs just like i want to pump my fist in the air mm-hmm. i want to be like yes and that's why they you know actually went and constructed a, a statue of rocky on top of those steps and people go and flock there and take pictures and run up the steps all the time it's that good yeah and like normally i pick something that's not like the most iconic moment because I, you know it's mine my favorite thing mm-hmm. but i gotta go with everybody on this one it's the best moment it's fair what part of the training specifically, if it's not the stairs for you, is there another moment where you're like, that's awesome? When he's actually, like, doing the box, like, the boxing. More so against the um, bag with Mickey and the other guy. Where they tie his feet together? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good they, moment, too. They, where they're actually improving him, not just, like, we're going to work on your conditioning. Yeah. No, they're actually improving the way you box now. I like that moment, too, because I like when the girls show up and they're like, Rocky, we need an autograph. And Mickey's like, get your ass out of here. Oh, yeah, we're training. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. But I love if you watch Mm. Rocky's turning to totally do it. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll sign. And Mickey's like, no, you won't. (laughs) People ask me to do something. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah. Again, the little details, the little moments of just Rocky's a nice guy. Yeah. It's just a shame he doesn't stay that nice of a guy throughout the entire franchise. Oh. (laughs) Um, Okay. Up next is the... Life uh, finds a way. Award for your favorite and iconic line of the movie. Mm-hmm. I will go first. Okay. That's, all, that's it. Right there. Okay. Just at the end of the fight, he says, yo, Adrian. I oh, love at the end it. of the fight, not any of the other times he does it. I mean, he says it a bunch, but it's the one at the end of the fight for me. Fair. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, mine's a little back and forth. Your nose is broke. How's it look? That's an improvement. I absolutely love this moment for two reasons. Number one, it's a great back and forth. And number two, it's calling back to all those other times that Rocky said, I've never broken my nose. Yeah. No, no one has ever broken my nose. Showing that this is a harder fight than he's ever been in, 
but he's willing to push past that. Yeah. And I always love the, it's an improvement. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that moment too, because adding on to the two reasons you already gave, it's also a great moment for Mickey. Mm-hmm. Mickey's already kind of come around to Rocky, but that is a great playful thing you would do with not just a training person, but somebody you consider maybe a friend, yeah. somebody you're close to. That, that's the kind of joke you would make with them. Yeah. So it's a great moment for their relationship, obviously going forward as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm here for that. Uh, next up, we have the Han Shot First Award mm-hmm. for what held up the worst from this movie. For me, it's going to be the relationship between Rocky and Adrian. I hate how we get there, and there's very little to it once we're there. Already knew that was coming, and I wholeheartedly agree. It's not my answer, but I completely understand why it's yours. Yeah, what's yours? Mine is the pacing. Yeah. Uh, I think this movie has a little too much up and down where it's just, hey, we're building, we're building, crash. We're building, we're building, crash. Yeah. We're build- it's, it's a little too much. I feel like the, as bad as it sounds, the beginning should have been much slower and then got to a gradual medium and then get to the fight at high octane. We're a little too like, we're slow. Or we start really high with the boxing match, then, yeah. we, then we come down. Then we build to a medium, then we come down. Then we build up really high, then we come down. It, it's too up and down. The pacing seems really off for me. That's all. I agree. Um, and our last award of the night is the Paul Rudd Award for what is ageless or holds up the best from this movie. I will go first. Okay. It's Rocky. It's Rocky himself. Sylvester Stallone, this is the role he will forever be remembered for. Even after his passing, like, his tombstone will probably read Sylvester, Rocky, Rocky, Stallone. He cannot get away from it. I don't think he wants to get away from it. It is one of the most real portrayals of a person on screen that's not a real person. And it inspired real people. Like, he... If you go to Philadelphia, Rocky's a real person. He's not a movie character. He's not a fictional character. He's a real person to a lot of people. And that alone just shows what he meant to everyone when it came out. And I think even to this day, like I said, I get jacked when he's training. I root for him at the end. I'm a little disappointed when he loses. I mean, kind of. He should lose. <laughs> he should lose. But also at the same time, like if it's an underdog winning, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Like he motivates me to be better. And that's, come on. It's great. It's great. What do you got? The boxing. The boxing scene. Mostly the end one. Yeah. Where it is so back and forth and you get the Rocky's putting his all into it. Apollo has to realize that he's pulling, putting his all into it and then put his all into it. Like it's, I think, a really good end fight. Yeah. Like, I've seen other fighting movies, and this one's probably my favorite end one. Well, yeah, I like this one, too. Uh, it's not about just, hit me as hard as you can, I'm going to hit you as hard, and then it's so unrealistic of how hard they're getting hit, and neither one's falling. This one's, like, yeah, realistic. Like, they're going to get hit hard, but then they're also going to back each other in the corner, they're going to tie each other up. They're Not only that, but it's two people who kind of they end up respecting each other i mean i think rocky respected him at the beginning but apollo had to learn the respect Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't like you talked bad about my dad (laughs) aka creed creed yeah um so it wasn't like there was a huge grudge match or anything this was just the sport to be the sport 
and an end mutual appreciation. Yeah, agreed. So I thought I thought that was the best thing. All right. Decision time. Yeah. Clearly, I, I am going one way and one way only. Rocky does hold up. There's nothing. There's no CGI in this that looks shoddy. There's like, sure, the sound effects, you don't like them. You don't like them. That's the thing. But the story of Rocky, the idea of it, everything just, it works on a level that we haven't really gotten in modern filmmaking. And I think it's an important movie to watch for people to understand, um, how, first of all, how to make a shoestring budget film. And also, like, how to be, even when you're down on your luck, a better person and, and see that, you know, doing the right thing, following your path can pay off. And I think this one does it in such a good way that you can take a lot out of this movie other than the romance. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, overall, this movie does hold up for me. I I think I have to watch this movie again, knowing what I know now, to actually appreciate it. But going into it, as I did, thinking it was a boxing movie, not really caring for the pace, not really understanding that I should just be watching this character as he grows. I don't think it holds up for my first watch. Yeah. That is the big caveat. Put a little I, asterisk at the end of basically your doesn't hold up. A, yeah, a big one. Because <laughs> the main reasons I don't think it holds up are that romance. That part just doesn't work. There's certain aspects of this movie that don't work for me. I think it's a little too underdone. Like, it could have used a little bit more of a writing than it had but this could also just be my thoughts watching a movie that wasn't exactly what I thought it was on the tin and I need to watch it again fair so, so ask me again in like a month if I watch it again if it still holds up and it might change but for right now you know on a, on a future podcast I'm just gonna randomly ask you and be like hey did you watch Rocky again and what do you think yeah I'll just start a different podcast about it it'll be great um <laughs> All right, so there we go. Doesn't hold up with an asterisk. Yes. All right, cool. There we go. Split decision, guys. Just like the end of the fight. Uh, <laughs> she thinks it doesn't. I think it does. Let us know what you think over on Twitter at Does It Hold Up One Three. Make sure you check out all our socials: YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, everything. You can find a link in the description of this podcast on where you can find all of those. What we're called at each one. Check mm -hmm. that out. And in the meantime, look forward to, ooh, look forward to, let me uh, promote our next episode. Make sure you do follow us on YouTube because we got an episode coming out this Friday. It's going to be all about our favorite sports movies. If you guys remember back during Christmas, we did a, uh, what like, we called a Christmas categories game. Yeah. Where we took our top 10 favorite Christmas movies, we wrote down a bunch of fun categories, and we had to pick one for each thing, like... Which one's better if they're all Muppets? We're yep. doing that again, and we're doing it with our favorite sports movies of all time. And I can tell you right now, we're going to have some weird picks because I have some more drama ones, and she has some more why is that even in your top ten ones. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure you follow us on YouTube because it's the only place you can find that episode. And until next time, keep watching movies. Bye. Bye.